you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio? Snap to Matt Flynn. Here comes the blitz. It's my team. It's my quarterback. Looking deep. Looking downfield. Terrell Owens is open. Makes the catch at the 45. He's going to go all the way. Terrell Owens celebrating. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Touchdown. 98 yards. Terrell Owens. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live, featuring the experts of NFL.com. Cobb in trouble, running around in the end zone, gets rid of the pass. It's caught by Sherman at the 15-yard line, and he's dragged down there. It's a gain of three, and Cobb is hurt. Cobb was dragged down in the end zone. Here are your hosts, Michael Fabiano and Jason Smith. Fabs, I like to talk. Right, I know you like to talk. Yes, both of us like to talk. Right, but I could have sat and listened to ten minutes of the Banana Rama Cruel Summer fantasy that just—that probably was actually Banana Rama recording that. My head actually started to hurt like five seconds into that. Oh, that was—I was back. It was nineteen eighty-seven again for me. Actually, and you, and you had hair. That's I know. Why. I had hair, and I'm, I'm driving my nineteen seventy-six Ford Granada to, to <laughs> high school, and I'm listening to Banana Rama is on, and I'm trying to change the channel. You that, li- did you listen to Culture Club also? No, that was a little early. That was Culture Club was like eighty-two, okay. eighty-three. All Right. But Banana Rama, that's one of those songs where every time you hear it and you go, oh, I hate this song, I hate this song. And then after a month, you're like, ooh, hey, cool, that Banana Rama song is on. I love Cruel Summer. I wanna, I'm want i going to go home and watch Blue Crush after this is over. The you female, go, you the go female right Top Gun. You, you go right ahead. Don't ask me to come over, though. I'm not watching that. You're not a, a, a Blue Crush guy? No, I'm not Kate Bosworth? No? no, no. It was the female Top Gun. I like Top Gun. This was the well, female Top Gun. Well, Top Gun, I mean, that's, you know, that's a great movie. That's a guy movie. Except you're surfing instead of, of Correct. being pilots. When I think surfing, I think Point Break. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Utah. Give me two. Give me two. <laughs> it is NFL Fantasy Live here on Sirius XM, Series 210, XM87, Jason Smith, and Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com. All the big fantasy news you need coming up over the course of the next two hours. And you heard it in the introduction. We didn't think we'd be talking about him. We never thought we'd start a show with him again. But here it is. Terrell Owens is a Seahawk. Not a cruel summer yeah. for T.O., Fantasy implications for him and the rest of the team, this is tough, Fabs, because the Seahawks have a plethora of receivers who may be good and may not be good, whose fantasy value is in question. So let's add another guy whose fantasy value is in question in T.O., and you shake it all out, and it's it's hard to think that, yeah, okay, T.O.'s a guy that I'm going to go out and get. Didn't play all year last year. Had a pretty good year the year before. It's it's tough to draft any Seahawks wide receiver. It's tough, but... 
I'm still going to take a chance on T.O. somewhere in the late rounds as like my fourth or fifth wide receiver. Something's got to be up because they have Doug Baldwin. They have Golden Tate. They have Zach Miller and Kellen Winslow at tight end. Obviously, they signed Braylon Edwards. The one guy that I haven't mentioned is Sidney Rice, and I wonder if he's just not 100% yet. That guy is always hurt, always hurt. And the one good year he had in fantasy was when Brett Favre was his quarterback. He averaged during his career with Favre throwing him the football, averaged about 78 yards a game without him under 40. And Sidney Rice, I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. I wonder if he's just not going to be ready for week one, in which case they go out and they sign Terrell Owens. Imagine if it was T.O. and Edwards at the two, and then you got Doug Baldwin there in the slot. N- not not bad receiving weapons. Well, at least Edwards and e- T.O. maybe three years ago. Yeah, Doug Baldwin was in high school. But so, yeah, you had that. You're right. You can't draft any of these guys to be prominent players on your fantasy team. It's good for whoever ends up being the quarterback, which I think it's going to be Matt Flynn. But... I'd take a chance on T.O. in the late rounds. Why not? He's going to be 39 in December. The last time he was on a football field was 2010. He was having one of the best seasons for a wide receiver, 35 or older, and then he ended up hurting his knee. But in the late rounds, on a flyer, why not? Yeah, the one thing I will say for T.O. is that, remember, Jerry Rice was 39, and he caught, I think, 70 passes for the Raiders, and he retired after that. So it can be done, and T.O. has always been someone who's kept himself in good shape, has always been ready to play. That's one thing about Terrell Owens that you have to give him credit for. So I think he'll be ready. The the thing is is that he's walking into a situation where... We don't know who Matt Flynn's go-to guy is going to be. If Tavares Jackson was still there, we would know, okay, Doug Baldwin was his go-to guy last year. Golden Mm -hmm. Tate's going to come out of the slot. This is kind of how they're going to do things in Seattle. But now it's going to be Matt Flynn. You have no idea. He may wind up hooking up with Braylon Edwards so often in camp they have to keep him. You know, because it could be a sure. You know, and suddenly he may be starting, and then To is is the third receiver. It's just too hard. Doug Baldwin for me has the most potential. There's not he's the draftable guy. There's not one member of the Seattle Seahawks that I would trust drafting in my fantasy league, and that includes Marshawn Lynch. It's hard, yeah. Coming off that career year. Not one, but uh, I think Sidney Rice will be drafted unless we hear that he is, in fact, injured, which I suspect could be the case. I I could see T.O. definitely being drafted late. I could see someone going after Braylon Edwards in in a deeper league. Again, Kellen Winslow is in that mix, too. He had 121 targets last year in Tampa Bay, so he'll be in the mix there. I think he's no more than a late round two at best, but I don't trust anybody there. I don't trust anybody in the great Northwest especially uh, a guy like Lynch, who's coming off a great year, who was in a contract year last season, who may or may not be suspended. We don't know about that yet. Uh, there, there's a lot of risk there in the great Northwest. That's a wasteland. It That's is a wasteland. A wa- there may be more draftable players on the Cleveland Browns this year Ooh. than there are in the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh, that, that would you, could be bold. Let me throw this out there. Would you rather have, if you had a choice, yeah. Trent Richardson or Marshawn Lynch? Uh, who would you rather Richardson. have? Okay. Would you rather have Greg Little or any of the Seahawks wide receivers? Greg Little. There you go. More okay. draftable but players in Cleveland. Though. Well, that's two. But that's it. But Cleveland has been the fantasy wasteland for a long time now. I, I wouldn't draft uh, Whedon over Flynn. No, okay, but that, but but still, the two most draftable you. guys are there. Right. Seattle's a waste. That suddenly it's because up you know, the corner imagine of the country. Is, like, imagine if they sign like Plaxico Burris, and then they've got oh like all God. of these three like old old receivers. Then <laughs> we then we find out they they've mastered time travel because we're back right. in two thousand and five. Exactly. Then you, then you got a again. hell of a receiving core there. <laughs> but you know what? It makes it interesting, and the same thing goes for Randy Moss, Chad Johnson. I take a flyer on him late, but. That's about it, and Chad would be third on that list for me. All right, let me throw this at you. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com here, Series 210, XM87. Phone number is 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. We're not high on T.O. You could take him late. The wasteland of the Seattle Seahawks. If I told you you had to have one of the following guys, mm-hmm. who would you who would you draft? And you actually wrote a column on this, on, on uh, addressing this a little bit on NFL.com. Okay. If you had to ch- have either aging wide receiver Terrell Owens, mm-hmm. Aging wide receiver Chad Johnson. Mm-hmm. Aging wide receiver Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. you got to have one of those guys. Who is it and where do you draft him? T.O., late. We're talking after round 12. If we're talking about a 15 or 16 round draft. Somewhere in that area. That's it. I, I don't like Chad Johnson. I almost called him Ochocinco. It's okay. We're going to do it throughout the season. And for the rest of his he, he, life. T.O. didn't play last year. And Randy Moss didn't play last year. And, I mean, let's be honest. 
Chad Johnson didn't play last year either, <laughs> even though he was in New I England. I saw him. I saw him. He was on TV a couple of times. I think he's all <laughs> just talk. We'll see. I mean, the, he has he has the opportunity yes. that T.O. or Moss might not have because of the depth at the wide receiver position on both of those teams. Plus, they also have good tight ends. So Chad's got to deal with Brian Hartline, who's been a little bit banged up, Devon Bess, Clyde Gates, uh, you know, Anthony Fasano. I mean, there's not much there. But he hasn't done anything in, what, three years? No, he's done. I mean, he can talk all he want about being good in training camp, but the first time he lines up against Darrell Revis, he's going to catch one pass. So I don't I don't like Chad Johnson as a football player in fantasy right now. I'm sure he's a wonderful person. Oh, but I'm great. not a, fun to cover. But I'm not a fan of him in fantasy and I wouldn't take him uh late round at best and I'd rather have Owens and Moss. And I think the same thing that goes for TO goes for Moss. Guy hadn't played in a year. He used to be a fantasy superstar. He's a little bit older. He's up there in age. They don't they're not going to throw the ball a ton in San Francisco. They're still going to be running the ball quite a bit with their stable of running backs. Alex Smith is the quarterback. He had a good year last year, but statistically not not fantastic. And I just think Moss is, is past his prime. I, I hear all of these great reports about him in training camp, and that's that's good. I still don't trust him. Uh, of the three guys, first of all, I like the fact you think that Revis would line up opposite of, of well, Chad Johnson. Well, who else do the That's Dolphins have? No, I mean, Nobody. Well, well, they'll put Revis on somebody else before they put him on, on Chad Johnson. Kyle Wilson will be covering. I'm just saying. No, I get They've you. got nothing there. But he, here's the thing. Of these three guys, I don't want to draft any of them either. But I look at this. If I draft T.O. Mm-hmm. or I draft Chad Johnson, mm-hmm. am I ever going to be in a spot where I'm going to say, I'm going to start one of these guys. I mean, not knowing what your injury situation is going to be. Am I ever really going to start one of these guys in a game? For me, I would say no. Now, here's Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. Randy Moss, we hear good reports out of him coming out of camp. Obviously, we you know got to look at that a little sideways and wait to see what happens. But if, and let's just say if, like I said, I don't like any of them. But if I have to have one, I'll take Moss simply because there's that one-tenth of one percent chance that he finds a one-season rebirth and becomes a big weapon in San Francisco. It's wide open there outside of Vernon Davis. You don't know. Man- Manningham was good when he had two guys taking pressure off him. But what if Randy Moss, for one season, you know, steals time just for one day, like that song by the Wallflowers? What, what if he <laughs> can steal time for just one day? I can see myself starting Randy Moss. So Moss would be the guy I would take out of all those three. I disagree with you, but I think it's a coin flip. I- I'd rather have Terrell Owens. But I'd rather have none of the three, to be quite honest with you. You put a gun to my head, I'll take T.O. Uh, and it would be T.O., Moss, and then Chad Johnson as the as the third option there. All right, who's your guy? T.O., Chad Johnson, Randy Moss. you got to take one of those three. Hit us up on Twitter at SiriusXMFantasy. That's SiriusXMFantasy. Now let's get to a guy, Fabs, that you are going to draft. Mm-hmm. We love talking about. Who has a lot of potential, who is causing headaches right now. Because Maurice Jones-Drew? No, no, not Maurice Jones-Drew. Okay. We'll get to MJD coming up later on. No. I'm trying it's to It's a guess. good headache. It's a good headache. Okay. It's DeMarco Murray. Okay. You saw the report today. NFL Network, NFL.com reported that the Cowboys think DeMarco Murray can be a star like Emmett Smith and Tony Dorsett. Now, that's pretty heady praise. Sure it is. You're talking about two of the top ten running backs of all time. But we saw it last year. Mm-hmm. He got hurt. If he doesn't get hurt last year, I know we're playing the if game. If he doesn't get hurt last year, this guy's a first-round pick this year. Easy. Mm-hmm. He jumps into that level. But here he is. If you can get past the, boy, he got hurt last season, I don't want to take him and hope he gets hurt this year. got to remember, he's not Darren McFadden, where he gets hurt every year. He got hurt once, but he's shown he's clearly the guy. Felix Jones can't pass physicals and conditioning tests in Dallas. Sure. How high is too high to take him? What, what's too high for DeMarco Murray? I, I wouldn't take him in the first half of the second round. I can see him coming off the board late second, and then third round, he's gone. He won't be available in the fourth round. And I've got a soft spot for DeMarco because of the situation with my friend's son, and I know DeMarco, and he's a terrific guy, and I'm, I'm rooting for him not only as a Dallas Cowboys fan, but as a fantasy football owner. Uh, I think he's going to potentially be a low-end one, maybe even a mid-tier one, depending on if he can stay healthy. If you look at his numbers, Jason, last year, when he was actually the leader in carries for the Cowboys, I mean, he was phenomenal. He put up all kinds of great numbers yardage-wise. He could definitely score more touchdowns, and I think he will this season. I think you can get seven to nine touchdowns out of DeMarco Murray total this season. Uh, I don't know if I'd go any higher than that, 
but well, I, I don't know. If he stays healthy I also, for 16 games, like he can get the double I also like to be conservative. I mean, that's just me. So I, I, I could see him getting to 10 tops, I think. Ten, you, you don't see a lot of running backs these days scoring tons and tons and tons of touchdowns. So unless they're, you know, the the, the definite goal line back, you know, or an Aaron Foster or Ray Rice or you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I, I do believe that DeMarco Murray is going to be worth at worst a third round pick in seasonal leagues. Yeah, I think as time goes on cuz we did we did one of our uh, we did a mock draft yesterday, we did a two round mock draft yesterday. We're going to get into that coming up later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, something we're also going to debut on uh, the debut episode of NFL Fantasy Live and NFL Network tomorrow night. But we did a two round mock draft and I was picking my team. I was at the beginning of the first round, I was at the end of, end of the end of the second round. Mm-hmm. First round I took Aaron Rodgers, I picked third. And then coming down to the end of the second round, I thought to myself, Boy, DeMarco Murray is really tantalizing here. Because sure. at the end of the second round, you're in DeMarco Murray, Trent Richardson mm-hmm. uh, type, category, you know, type category. Right on like, there. Boy, you know, I, I like the upside of both of them. I wound up taking Richardson, mm-hmm. but I could easily have taken DeMarco Murray there. Yep. And who knows what a preseason is going to show you when you say, hey, look, Trent Richardson can't get out of anybody's way on the Browns offensive line. Right. DeMarco Murray is running wild. But I, I think when it, comes to, when it comes to it, if I'm in picking in the last half of the second round, I think DeMarco Murray might be that running back there after the guys that are mm-hmm. available that you take. Because we, we talk about the, the four guys you have to take, right? you got to take LaShawn McCoy, Arian Foster, Ray Rice, Ryan Matthews. Those are the guys up in that in that upper echelon of the first round. MJD, his contract situation is going to play with you a little bit. Chris Johnson. Potentially, who but, we'll talk, uh, talk a lot about later on with Ian Rappaport. Yeah, we got a lot coming up on that. Some uh, inside information. And on speaking Chris of Johnson. speaking of DeMarco but Murray that too, guy right, Chase, yeah. and I have a column on NFL.com that I wrote. Basically, I've got some interesting stats for all 32 teams. Something that you'll want to read up on before you have your draft. But in terms of Murray, uh, in the five games last year where he carried the ball 20 or more times, he rushed for almost 700 yards. That's 137 yards a game. That's good math. And by you. averaged six yards a carry. He's a he's a monster. He's, he's like Jamal unbelievable. Charles. Unbelievable. Uh, he averaged five and a half yards per attempt overall. Uh, received 20 or more. Rushing attempts five times in eight games before he got hurt. Right now, his ADP on NFL.com is 27.6, so he's right in that third-round range. But I agree with you. I think he could go as early as the late second round. Yeah, and he's someone, if you think about this, one of the guys that I know you like as far as saying, you always say, oh, you can get a quarterback late. There's a lot of good quarterbacks. And you always seem to default to guy. We default to the Tony Romos and Phillip Rivers of the world. Mm-hmm. DeMarco Murray has a big season. Cowboys aren't throwing the football as much because they're controlling and they're winning football games because they have that kind of talent to win the NFC East and move on from there. Suddenly, that really cuts into Romo's production because Romo's one of those guys who everybody kind of looks back and goes, I don't know about Romo. And every year, he's a top-10 fantasy quarterback. He puts up those kind of numbers. But if they're suddenly running the football more and DeMarco Murray is getting much more, you talk about the the responsibility he's getting, that's going to cut into Romo's value. There'll be less touchdowns. He's still going to throw the football because Dallas still will do that. But as far as... Being able to throw deep and throw, t- they're just he's not going to get those opportunities. Uh, I wouldn't worry about Roma one bit. I, I hope Murray has a good year. I mean, Philip Rivers had how many good years when Daniel Thomason was in his backfield? So I'm not so worried about that. I still think Tony Romo is, is a certain number one fantasy quarterback and someone you can probably get in round four, maybe even round five if you're in a smaller league. And this is not me just being a Cowboys homer either. You're the biggest Cowboys homer. No, it's the, I, I, I speak in reality when it I comes see, to fantasy. Every day my you friend. come in and you wear Cowboys or New York Yankee I've got colors. Black on today. You bro. have black pinstripes. Yeah. Today's a Yankee day for you. Well, no, the Yankees don't wear black. It's Yankees or well, no, but you're wearing pinstripes. I know. Who was it that wore a pinstripe suit on Fantasy Live last year, the day after the Red Sox got eliminated from the playoffs? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who well, was it? Who was it? Instead of giving out fantasy advice, I'm not gonna, on that show. The I'm not going to make any said, fans in Boston, but I can't stand Boston teams. I hate them all. And I was very happy to see them not make the playoffs, and I'm very happy to see them being lousy this year too. Let's take some calls here, Jason. Wait till Bobby Valentine becomes your manager next year. You're going to oh, love God. That. Shoot me now. Shane in Atlanta's got a question about running backs, and Trevor just told me that Shane dropped. So let's go to Johnny in Cleveland. Johnny, you're on NFL Fantasy Live. How's it going, guys? What's up, brother? All right. Uh, my friend just came to me and offered to uh, switch picks for the whole third draft. Uh, it's a 12-man league. I right now have the fifth pick, and we would sw- I would take the uh, tenth pick and then the 14th pick coming back. Um, so I would just switch for the whole entire draft. I was just wondering if, uh, if I should do that straight up or if I should get something in return 
uh, in addition to switching picks with old dress. He should at least buy you lunch. <laughs> you know, he should do that for him at least. You know, buy lunch. So, or so something. basically, this is a ten-team league. It's a twelve-team team league. Twelve-team league. So you get the tenth and the fourteenth, and then you're trading away. You get you would lose the fifth, and then the fifth to last in the second so round. The, let's do math here. The nineteenth. Right. So the fifth and the nineteenth for the tenth and the fourteenth. I don't think that's a bad trade. No, I the, the one thing the, the only I thing I say trade. about stuff like this is because that because you're going to get at five you'll get who Brady, probably Brady. Well, look, say 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 the top five go like this in some kind of order: Foster, Rogers, McCoy, mm-hmm. Ray Rice, mm-hmm. and then who's fifth? Brady, Brady. probably or Breeze, depending right. on who Either you want. One of those there. two guys. Sure. One of those two guys. So you'll get one of those guys at five. Maybe someone takes an extra quarterback. That's the one thing I think is that if someone says, mm-hmm. okay, I really want Drew Brees, then suddenly at five, you're with one of those four stud running backs. You don't have to worry about taking a chance. That's the one thing about trading away the fifth pick is that the possibility is there for you to get a really good running back if you think, okay, I'll just come back and I get another quarterback I think you can get later. Chris Johnson at 10. I think you can potentially get Ryan Matthews at 10 also. Uh, and then ten and fourteen, well, t- ten and fourteen, and then, and then, you, and then you turn back around at fourteen. You could potentially get Gronkowski, even though I don't love drafting a tight end in the second round, or a Larry Fitzgerald as well. Calvin Johnson could be there too, depending not on in how the your second draft round, goes. Not in the second round, but no, the, at ten, no, at ten he could be there if you want to take him at, at 10. ten. Correct, but I never take wide receivers in the first round. I, 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 I like that. I think, but I would push for him to do something for you just because he approached you about the deal. So and, he obviously and if you're wants Jason to do it. Smith, he wants food, of course. No, no, I'm not saying that. Hey, maybe maybe one round you switch. You know, you switch positions with him when you want to move up once. Uh, like in after the, that's a good thing. After the fifth round, you say, I'll do this deal with you, but after the fifth round, one time we're going to switch picks in a round where I'm going to jump up and take my old spot and get somebody. That way, when you see somebody you really want to get but you think it's not going to last till it gets to you, you jump up and take them. Boy, the but do, comi- it, the do it after the, the fifth round. The commissioner of that league is going to hate the fact that you suggested that. Oh, but that's a great idea, but though. But, you know, it, now if you play on NFL.com and you have custom draft boards, then it's not a problem no. at all. Yes, I will give that shameless plug. Jack in Los Angeles has a trade pick. Jack, what's going on, my friend? I have a very similar question to the one you just had. I actually okay. have the first pick in a 12-team uh, league. Uh, our scoring system's a little unusual. 25 points for a touchdown, points for each yard. Um, okay. Last year, I, I traded away the first round, I, my uh, first overall um, spot to the guy that had the eight. Um and I'm thinking of doing basically the same thing. I have an offer for this, the seventh pick, uh, and we would it would be a swap for out, uh, you know, through the whole draft. Because I'm we're very quarterback heavy. I'm thinking the three top quarterbacks go, top three running backs will go, and then at seven I'd be looking at uh, Calvin Johnson, uh, San Diego running back, um, maybe Trent Richardson. But this league, you get a point for every yard, and you get how many points for touchdown passes? Twenty for all touchdowns. Twenty-five all yards are a point. Oh God, no! This is one of those leagues where the final score is like seven hundred and fifty to seven hundred and (laughs) ten. Keep the first pick and take Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah, the first keep, pick and take Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's a he would be a beast in that league. Yeah, if, and if you were also, if it was deeper, if there were running backs or a little bit deeper or quarterbacks a little bit deeper past seven, because once you get to seven, you're in that, okay, do I reach up for Ryan Matthews here? Is he there? Is is Tom Brady still on the board? Do I take Matt Stafford mm-hmm. here? You know, that, that's, right, that's a tough decision Right, you're out of that top five right range where our first caller, you could still get, like, Brady and, and be completely happy with that, right, at the five. Then you get to that ten spot. And you've still got some guys who are very good, but the advantage with that trade is that you turn around quicker and you get a very good second-round option there at number 14. Yeah. Stick with the number one, buddy. Stick with that number one. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano here, NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. The phone number is 888-XM-FANTASY. That is 888-963-2682. We'll keep answering your questions over the course of the next couple hours here on Series 210 XM 87. Coming up next, a couple of quarterback battles have jockeys at the top now. We'll tell you what that means and also a big inside scoop. At the running back position, there could be a new guy you might want to put at number one in your league. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano here, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio.
NFL Fantasy Live brings you all the access and information from the NFL Network right to your radio on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Our theme song, Fabs, really our unofficial theme song. I love that song, man. We're all the down boys. I love that song. Jenny Lane said that that was the best song he's ever written. Actually, I watched... That's peaking early, because that I, was the first song on the first album. I actually watched some of his, uh, some of his behind-the-scenes stuff. I think it was like on YouTube. And believe it or not, he said that he hated Cherry Pie. The yeah. executives wanted him to write a catchy, hooky kind of tune to highlight that Cherry Pie album. And he wrote that. He said he wrote it like in a night, and it, he became the Cherry Pie guy. After that, and he said he hated that. Yeah, and think about it is that that's the song that's going to live forever because you'll be able to go into gentlemen's clubs from between now and the end of time, and at some point during the night they will play Cherry Pie. Exactly. At some, you'll hear it. I, you know what? I've been told that. I, not personally, but I've been told that, that you will hear that at some point during the night. Yeah. You <laughs> Look at the way you look at me. You're like such a liar. Yeah, okay, what, what? Dude, I've been married for a long time. You think I still get to go to gentlemen's clubs? Well, not that your wife knows about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause I, where are you going? Uh, nowhere. I'm just going to go out and uh, get some ice cream. I'll be back in four or five hours. You right. got any singles? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Really? Wow. Yeah. You're going to have a rude awakening when you get married. Who said I'm getting married? You're, oh, you the single life, the single life is, is good. You're going to be Sam Malone from now until the rest, rest of your you life? You know what? Sam Malone's like my hero. Are you kidding me? That was like my favorite <laughs> show of all time. Even though it came out of Boston, which I can't stand their sports teams, but I still love Cheers. That's my favorite show of all time. And Sam Malone led the good life. He did lead the good he life. He led the good life. He drove a Corvette. Mm-hmm. He had a few notches on his bedpost. Mm-hmm. He sure. led the good life, man. <laughs> right? Who would you rather be? Okay. Sam Malone yeah. or Norm Peterson? Oh, I'd rather be Sam. Right. Because you know that you look at the hair he had. You know me, I got hair envy because I've been shaving my head now for almost 10 years. I don't know that Ted Danson still has his hair. But he did in Cheers, though. He did have it in he Cheers. He had a lot of hair. But Norm was, was the, just, yeah. Norm was just so miserable. Yeah. The only time he was happy when he was in the bar and not with his wife. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. You I, never I, saw a fear at George, all. George Wendt was in SiriusXM's uh, Celebrity Fantasy Draft. I think John Hansen uh, drafted the team for him and. I, I think he tweeted something. I remember Johnny saying that he, he mistakenly kept calling him Norm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think that's the first time that's ever happened and to Actually, him? you know, it's funny. Uh, John Ratzenberger, who played Cliff, was here a couple of years back. And one of the guys who used to work here, George Lee, didn't know anything about Cheers. And so somebody messed with him and said, yeah, his name is Cliff. Oh, so every wow. time he talked to John Ratzenberger, he would call him Cliff. <laughs> And at the end of the day, Ratzenberger wanted to kick his ass because sure. he thought he was being a smart ass. <laughs> so funny, man. And you know, John Ratzenberger was actually in some like really good movies back in like the seventies and eighties, and he was always the guy that was like running the like computer in an airport or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm not sure which movies he's in. I, I have to Google that. And well, check he's it out. been in every big Disney Pixar movie the last 15 years. He's been as a, a voice. As a yeah, voice. he's been a voice. He's got. Well, hey, you know, you, that's pretty good. You show up for like three hours and you get paid a ton of money just to lay down some voice tracks and let the oh, animators no. go do that. No, that's the life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I eventually I want that like to happen that. with Fantasy Live. We have Talking Heads <laughs> where you and I just come in, lay down some tracks, and it goes on TV, and you know we're done after. He like does an a hour. lot of that, right? Yeah, yeah he, absolutely he was in does Cars. He was in Toy Story. He's in A Bug's Life. I think he was. He was. He was in Superman, the original Superman. Mm-hmm. He was in The Empire Strikes Back. He was in The Empire Strikes Back? He was Stormtrooper number seven? Rebel Force Major Derlin. Nice! I bet you he gets recognized for that. He was in that. Superman number two as controller number one. Okay. So he was... He was in Gandhi. I mean, he, so he's been in. Yeah, but God, there were like 50 million people in Gandhi. Well, the guy was in Star Wars and two Superman okay. movies. That's pretty yeah. good. The guy was, I guarantee you, the guy was on Cheers Forever. And I bet you people come up to him and go, you were Rebel Commander and Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> hey, can I have your autograph? Yeah, but you know what? I, I did a TV show for a long time. Yeah, no, I just watched Star Wars back to back on my house. Every single five minutes, nice. I'd see you on there. All right, let's get to fantasy football. All right, we got some big news coming up out of Titans camp coming up in a few minutes. Ian Rappaport, NFL.com, is going to stop by. Uh, some big news regarding Chris. Johnson, but some NFL news as far as starting quarterbacks go, what this means fantasy-wise. Brandon Whedon, named starting quarterback for the Browns. This was no surprise. You talked about him a little bit at the top of the show, Fabs. 
to me, he doesn't have any fantasy value. He's mm-hmm. someone that, hey, if he turns out to be great, you can easily pick him up later on in the season. But there's 24 other quarterbacks out there that you would take ahead of Brandon Whedon. The only thing is that you know he's going to be the starter, and you don't have to worry about him losing his job. Obviously, when they named him over Colt McCoy, that's not going to happen, barring injury. So the one silver lining I can say is that you know he's got the job. Looking for mm-hmm. a backup that may lose his job, may not. Maybe Brandon Whedon over a guy like John Skelton or Kevin Cobb, depending on what happens there. But still, he's got little to no fantasy value. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're in a dynasty league or if you're in a real, real deep seasonal league and maybe you take a chance on him. Or maybe you're just a Cleveland Browns fan and you want to have Brandon Whedon on your fantasy <laughs> team. Brandon actually plays fantasy football and uh, I saw him during the offseason. I wonder if he would actually draft himself. He probably would. Unlike Maurice Jones, which tells you Maurice well, Jones' holdout is going to come to an end because what did you tell me about his fantasy draft? He just did a fantasy draft. He took himself draft. number one overall yeah. in the Sirius XM draft, and he's holding out. And I'm, I'm getting worried. I mean, honestly, I'm legitimately worried about Maurice Jones-Drew. And that just damages the running back position even more because we've talked about it. Three guys at that position, three, that I draft and I am – guaranteed to get good production outside of injuries. Foster, McCoy, and Rice. Yep. I love Ryan Matthews. I've loved him since he came out of college. I don't consider him a lock this year. No. Things He's a guy happen, that can creep up into the end of the first round. But he is a breakout candidate. Yes. Chris Johnson. I like him this year. He's no guarantee to be as good as he was three, two or three years ago, but we like him this season. So, Maurice Jones drew his holdout, and again, the examples that we have. Last year, CJ2K held out didn't have a good year. 2008, I believe it was, Steven Jackson held out. Missed games. Didn't have that good of a year. The year before, Larry Johnson held out. Combined, LJ and Jackson missed 12 games in those two years. LJ didn't have a good year. So there's other examples, like Sean Alexander had a holdout, and he, he was fine. Emmett, Emmett Smith, Smith had a holdout, and, and he was but fine. But now you're back to 1993. We're talking, we're talking years back. So yeah. right now... Uh, I actually dropped Maurice Jones-Drew down on my rankings below Darren McFadden. I'm that concerned about him right now. Yeah, just, they just, have had no communication whatsoever between the Jags and MJD. Uh, is this going to get solved? Yeah, it's going to get solved because they always do. I think Shad Khan needs to realize that he's running a football team and not running a business. You know, mm-hmm. When he said last week, oh, if I redo Maurice Jones-Drew's contract, i got to redo it for everybody. No, no, you don't. This is how it works in the NFL. You redo right. it for guys like MJD. So I think it's a bit of a beginner's growing pains for Shad Khan, and Maurice Jones-Drew obviously is, is sticking to his guns. This is when you do hold out. But to show you where his value is right now, like I mentioned, we did a, a two-round mock fantasy draft yesterday, all our experts here at NFL.com, mm-hmm. and Maurice Jones-Drew went – in the, well, I can't really say middle, but I'm going to say in a 10-team league, he went 13th overall. It, the top and of the remember, second round went Fitzgerald, Ryan Matthews, MJD. This is the time where he is going to fall. And the same thing's going to happen to Mike Wallace, too. I'm getting tweets and questions on NFL.com. Should I draft Antonio Brown before Mike Wallace? That's what it's getting to. And I also see reports that Wallace is going to end up ending the holdout at some point and reporting to camp. But there's also that little small threat, Jason, that he does what Vincent Jackson did a couple of years ago and miss 10 games yeah. and then come back. So you've got to watch that situation. So at this point, Antonio Brown's value is rising. Emmanuel Sanders' value is rising. And Rashad Jennings' value, his, his value is rising as well because we don't know what's going on with Jones Drew. And Jennings, if you remember a couple of years ago, he actually showed some flashes mm-hmm. of, of real potential. I remember I had him a few weeks based on good matchups. He was my flex starter, and Jones Drew was, was there. So he is someone now that is very highly draftable, especially if you need to handcuff the pocket man, the pocket Hercules. I, I will say this about, about Maurice Jones, about running backs in general. When you talk about holdouts, how much they concern me fantasy-wise. Mm-hmm. Does MJD's holdout concern me? Yeah, because the longer it goes, if this is something that's not solved until the end of August, then you know what kind of season MJD is going to have. He's going to come in late. He's not going to be in football shape. He's going to uh, have uh, uh, nagging groin and, and ankle injuries throughout the season, which is what happens to guys, hamstring injuries. He's not going to have a big season. So if this thing goes past a certain date, he goes for me to being, I'm not going to draft him. That, yep. That's kind of where it goes. And, but wide receivers, right. 
I will take them even if they come in late. Dwayne Bowe said, for instance, he's going to come in before week one. Mm-hmm. Right, Dwayne Bowe, I'm going to be before. I am still absolutely as fine on Dwayne Bowe as I, as I would be if he was in camp now because wide receivers are different. Wide receivers can come in, be in game shape, especially a guy that's been around a long time. Running backs are different because of the pounding, the wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers come in, I'm not going to be concerned. Mike Wallace could sign the night before the regular season and catch six passes for 85 yards and a touchdown opening day. Mm-hmm. So wide receivers I'm okay with. Running backs, once it gets to a point, it, it, they drop off my draft board entirely. You know when we should really start to worry about Jones Drew? When we find out that he traded himself in that celebrity <laughs> serious league. <laughs> then and we KD know. He traded me himself for Reggie Bush. Then, That's pretty then, awesome. then we know that we're in trouble. <laughs> then we know that we are in trouble. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com. It is NFL Fantasy Live here on Sirius 210 XM 87. The phone number, 888-XM-FANTASY. That's 888-963-2682. We'll get to Chris Johnson coming up in a second, but really quick, Fabs. Uh, David Garrard is now officially the top quarterback Are we really talking on the about depth David chart Garrard? in Miami. Oh, gosh. David Garrard is the top quarterback. Now, whether he stays there is a different thing, which also tells you how much they don't like Matt Moore because Matt Moore is a guy that was a Pretty big fantasy hero the last few weeks of last season, mm-hmm. and now here you won a championship playing Matt Moore. Yes, I did. In a, like a like a like forty five team league, right? You started Matt Moore and Greg Little in one. Yeah, that was because they had big weeks team, for you. Sixteen team league. Yeah. So now here's David Garrard. At this point, if this is where it's at, and Matt Moore is not at the top of the chart, and Ryan Tannehill is still you know doing well and regressing but progressing, there's no, you know there's no there's no Dolphins quarterback I could even draft. Because it could change every week. And what's funny is that Garrard actually had a really good season from a touchdown perspective in his last year with the Jaguars. But I I just I wouldn't touch him. Maybe match up a starter during the season. I I never say never when it comes to something like that, because who would have ever thought I would have started Matt Moore if we talked about this uh, last year at this time. So you never say never, but I don't know that he's very draftable. Uh, Jason, let's go back to the phone lines. We got a few callers here. Dave in Ohio, you have a question about Keeper Leagues. What's up, Dave? Hey, fellas. I appreciate your time. Um, yeah, question I had is uh, in We're the 12-team PPR League, I've got the option. I'm keeping Stafford with a fifth rounder, and my second keeper would, e- would either be Sproles with a sixth or Vincent Jackson with a tenth. And I was wondering what you thought was kind of better value there in the 12-team PPR. You and I are on opposite ends of, of the uh, running back spectrum in New Orleans. I, th- I think Mark Ingram's going to have a big year this year. I think he's healthy. I think he's going to get the football a lot. I think that's going to cut into Sproles' responsibility, at least from the ground game. Mm-hmm. He's still going to catch passes out of the backfield, but I really like Ingram more than Sproles this year. I would I would say, look, if it's a 10th it's a round, I would roll the dice with Vincent Jackson. Maybe he's reborn in Tampa Bay, and, and, he's, and he becomes – it's one of those situations where he has instant chemistry with Josh Freeman. I, I just I'd rather, I just don't know that Sproles is going to give you what he gave you last year. I don't know year. that we're going to help you here, my friend, because I'd rather go with, with Sproles. The sixth-round price tag is actually still a bargain in a PPR league. I mean, this guy finishes in the top ten at running back in PPR leagues. I think I think that's a lock. He's that good. And with or without Mark, Mark Ingram, because Ingram is going to play a different facet of the offense. He is going to be the ground-and-pound guy. We saw him against the Cardinals in the goal line area. Whereas Sproles is going to be the guy who's catching the ball out of the backfield, making plays, uh, playing in certain sets out of the backfield. I I like Darren Sproles in a PPR league, and I'm not in love with Vincent Jackson. Tenth round, you can say, yeah, that's a good value, but downgraded quarterback. I know Josh Freeman's a good young quarterback, but he's not Phillip Rivers. Greg Shannon's going to want to run the football. I don't know how much Vincent Jackson's upside is in Tampa Bay, so I would go with Darren Sproles. All right, let's stay with the phones and go to Steve in Orlando. Steve, what's going on, Good man? Afternoon. You are on NFL Fantasy Live. Yeah, I appreciate it. Good afternoon. Uh, I've got a 12-team uh, PPR. We keep two. My projected, I've got two out of these three that I need to keep, uh, uh, Chris Johnson, Jamal Charles, or Roddy White. And I'm looking to uh, either trade off Johnson or Charles or, or what, either one of them and then pick up uh, Trent Richardson at um, number one overall. Uh, thoughts on that? And this is a 12-team league? Is it PPR? 12-team PPR, yes, with two keepers. Okay. Two keepers, and you have to keep two players. And you, you're trying to trade one of these three guys in order to get a pick to get Trent Richardson. Yeah, I've got the number one overall, as it is. Oh, so you I'm do have the number one overall. So what would you be, what would you be offering? 
let's put it that way. What would you be going after? Oh, I just uh, try to try try to trade off for like a four or five round pick for uh, Jamal Charles, get rid of him, and then uh, and then pick up uh, uh, T. Rich at number one. At number one, you know, if you, if your focus is on getting Trent Richardson, there's no need to keep both Chris Johnson and Jamal Charles. Right. I'd keep Chris Johnson and Roddy White, and if you pull off that trade for Charles, pick up Trent Richardson, Great. and then you get yourself an extra draft pick. I Perfect. like Charles. I think he's going to be better than people expect this year coming off the ACL. He's not going to be fantastic, elite, great. I think he'll be better than people think. But I'd still at this point, Jason, I'd rather have Chris Johnson. I think two, two things. And Roddy White, too, in a PPR yeah, league. Yeah, PPR, Rod, Roddy, we, there's going to be enough footballs to go around in Atlanta. Uh, Charles is going to lose the goal line carries to Peyton Hillis. No, no matter, they're going to look, even if he comes back great, they're going to want to protect him at the goal line. So he's not there. going to get the goal line carries. Yep. Chris Johnson, to me, right now, and this is, this is part of the, the, the news we talk about here, I think Chris Johnson is going to lead the league in rushing. I think he's he's yeah, going to wind up him. being the number one fantasy running back by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's got one or two more of those great years left in him, and especially with coming into a new season where he's able to have full training behind him, where he didn't have it last year. He came in out of shape. He wasn't ready for the season. He's got it. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got something to prove. I think this is going to be a huge, huge year for Chris Johnson. And I, like I said, I think at the end of the day, he'll be the number one fantasy running back in football. So if you have the number one overall pick, you're taking Chris. Johnson. Johnson. No, I'm taking a quarter. Now, you know, I like quarterbacks over running backs. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. You have the number two overall pick in a 10-team league, and Aaron Rodgers goes one. The reason I don't take him there is because I know I'm going to get Chris Johnson in the second round. No one's going to come You're up and get You're not going to get Chris Johnson in the second round where you where sure you'll be drafted. No, you won't. If I'm picking number, if I'm picking number one and number two, if you're picking number two, you think people two, are still going to take Chris Johnson that high? I see. I don't think so. He's going to be Johnson's way gone gonna, by the end of the second no, round, Jason. We're going to go through so. this again. Gonna it's going to be it's going to be the Reggie Bush, Bush situation. Debate. Just like it, Chris Johnson. If you're picking two out of a ten team league, okay, and you pass on Chris Johnson, you think Chris Johnson's going to be there at number nineteen? He'll be coming back. He'll be. He will no, be he close will to being be. there. Yes, he will. No, he won't. Yes, he will be. He will be close to being there. No, now, if he, he has a great be. preseason, he won't be, if he has a great preseason, I, then Chris then Johnson's that's where ADP go. right now is number twelve overall on NFL.com. There's no way he's going to be there at nineteen. I think in no a, yeah, way people are going to take you and Chris no. Johnson at number nineteen overall, and Reggie Bush in the second round. You guys need to go. Hey, into, I, I said into Reggie Bush fantasy world in the, in the late that's second exactly early where third you're round. Be going late second early that's third round. Crazy. You're talking about if you're drafting today, and no one's drafting today. People are drafting. People are in drafting. a little bit less in a month. People are drafting. People are drafting. Not yet. People aren't drafting yet. About 30% of the leagues that people have signed up for on NFL.com have already had their drafts. 30%? Yeah. Have already had their drafts. That's way too early. You should wait wait longer. Some people just can't wait. Gotta wait longer. Some people just can't wait. Gotta wait longer. Reggie Bush is not worth a second round pick. He's not worth a third round pick. And Chris Johnson is going to be long gone. So wait. Chris Johnson is going to be long gone by number 19 overall. So Reggie Bush is not there. When we talk about the guys right around the end of the second round. second overall pick, you have to take him in the first round. I think he'll be there when you take him him later on. You're going to be disappointed, I think he'll be there. You will be disappointed. I think he will. So now you're going to owe me lunch for the Reggie Bush thing. Now you're going to Oh, you me, lunch, you're going to owe me lunch, lunch. Get on the table. You're going to owe me Bush lunch debate. for Chris Johnson. You already owe me lunch for the Mets thing. Uh, well, the season's not over yet for the Mets and our Mets Yankees. Yes, bet. it is. We have to wait a little the bit. Season's Mathematically, it's not over yet. But le- last week on the show, to, to, to bring into what we're talking about here, we disagreed on the draft position of Reggie Bush. I said late second, early third, and Fabs was like, oh, this guy's going to go in the fifth round. All When you're talking about those draft picks down at the end of the second round, when you're when it, DeMarco Murray and Trent Richardson and guys like that are right there, Reggie Bush is right there. No, he's not. He's going to be. He will be gone by the th- end of the third round in every draft, because people are going to try to load up on running backs. And it's like, okay, he scratched the surface last no. year. They have no other weapons there in Miami. No. He says he's going to lead the league in rushing. No. I'll take him. I'm t- look. You can't you, see. That's the thing, Fabs. You don't get into the heads of people at their draft. You don't get into the heads of what's actually the actual room is like during a draft. You're well, one of those. You know what? You're a the, surgeon. You know you're, you're a sur- You're one of those guys who's so detached and 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 listens to classical music and says X, Y, and Z, and this is what happens. You're a surgeon. No emotion. I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those meatball mash type surgeons that's in it that knows exactly what it's like. What did you say? Meatball mash. Yeah, they, they called it mash, but they called it meatball surgery and mash. The TV show mash. Oh, I, I don't you're remember. Like, you're like Winchester, and I'm Hawkeye. I know what it's like. Technically, you are phenomenal. But when it comes to what life is like and in the draft from doing that. You got, you, you're you missing something, man. You're missing that. No, you know what? If I'm missing Reggie Bush in the second round, I'm fine with missing out. Oh, fast missing out. Can my, we break Michael now, Fabiano. Smith? 
who is single. Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com, 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. Answer all your fantasy questions coming up. We have some big wide receivers who have made some news the last couple of days, and none of them are named Terrell Owens. That's coming up next, Series 210, XM87, Series XM Fantasy Sports Radio. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. This is the most underrated Guns N' Roses song there is. It's a good tune. Rocket Queen is so menacing. Good tune. It's just that, that menacing guitar line is just awesome. Let's go from good in hair metal mm-hmm. to bad in fantasy football. We're just getting a report that Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert would be surprised if Richard Mendenhall is not on the PUP list to start the season. So move Isaac Redman up in your fantasy rankings, and do you even draft Mendenhall at this point unless you have, like, an injured spot where you can sit him for the first six weeks of the year? Again, it's not guaranteed, but it's sure looking like that. So the Steelers are looking at Isaac Redman and Baron Batch and Dwyer uh, in their backfield. See, that's the funny thing about if I'm going to draft late and Isaac Redman's gone – Dwyer's a guy. He had a, he had a big run last. I think they had like an eighty-five yard run for the team last year. He's got and he's, he's got like injury issues. Like yeah. he's he's prone to injuries. He, he also, but he also had a weight issue. I think, and I think that's been taken care of. Mm-hmm. He could be the big sleeper in that bat. And I'm talking deep, deep, deep. You want to just keep an eye on him for maybe at some point during the season, or if you need a running back and everybody else is gone when you're picking in the fourteenth or fifteenth round. But yeah, you, you can't draft Rashard Mendenhall. He's a guy you just have to keep an eye on, right? And, unless and, you're in a deep league and you yeah. have injured spots right. where you can kind of just stash him. Then you, then you take a chance on him. Otherwise, oh, how the mighty have fallen. That's uh, So one ACL'd running back done likely for the first six games of 2012. Yeah, and don't don't expect Isaac Redmond to show up and be the next undrafted Arian Foster. right? Pittsburgh, Isaac Redmond's been okay, but he's not somebody that's going to suddenly— I wouldn't draft him as more than a flex. No, because they're not— And if he becomes as good as a two, great. Yeah, and, and that's, the thing, that's the thing is that this is why Pittsburgh's wide receivers are, are more valuable than people think is that, yeah, you want to come into the offseason, we heard what? The Steelers said, we're going to run the football. We're mm-hmm. going to get back to that. We got away from it too much. We're going to run the but football. also remember that but, yeah, no, in but Todd Haley's two years yeah. when he was in Arizona as the O.C., they were in the top three in pass attempts. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, is that they, they said that, and that's been the big, that's been the big visible point from the Steelers. They want to get back to running the football, but let's be realistic. Todd Haley comes in, they throw the football. Yep. Number two, you're not going to suddenly say Isaac Redman, you're going you're to run the ball 25 times a game. Yep. So this is where Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown become more valuable. Even Ben Roethlisberger becomes more valuable. He's he's a guy who is a borderline, used to be a borderline one. Now he's a two that could be a borderline one again mm-hmm. if they throw the football like they, I think they're going to. Because you can yep. say we want to run the football till we're blue in the face, but if you can't do it, you got to throw it. Look, the Jets thought they were going to do it last year. We're going to be ground and pounded. We're going to run the football all day long. And what happened? They realized they couldn't run the football. Sanchez had to throw it, and he was great fantasy wise. But they got away from running. Sean Green's value took a dive. So did Ladanian Tomlinson. He was off rosters completely at some t- at, at, by the end of last season. So mm-hmm. yeah, Steelers still go with their wide receivers are still valuable. Um, running back wise, yeah, Isaac Redman. And the thing is, someone's going to reach up and try to grab Isaac Redman. So it's almost like he's. He, he's someone that Dave Damashek will take him in the second round because he's a big-time Steelers homer. Yeah, I, I would say <laughs> I'd take him off my draft board just because I know someone's going to say, well, Isaac Redmond's just starting running back in yep. Pittsburgh. I'm going to take him. Let somebody else make that mistake. Right. Maybe you grab Dwyer or somebody else late stash and whatever it is. Speaking, uh, it speaking of Dave Damashek, Dave, myself, and my, my good friend here, Jason Smith, will be in New York City, the Big Apple, August 22nd to 24th at the Best Buy Theater for Fantasy Draft Week. If you're in the area, drive into the city. If you live in New York City, come on down. Heck, anywhere you're from, <laughs> come to the Big Apple. Yeah, yeah, include and everybody. And hang out with Jason, myself, and Dave Damashek. Jason Smith will buy you lunch. Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. I All did right, not maybe, say that. Maybe not that. But we're going to have celebrity guests. We're going to have live panels. There will be players there. We're going to have fantasy drafts going on. We're going to shoot segments for NFL Fantasy Live and NFL Network, so please come and join us again. That's August 22nd to the 24th. I believe it's from 11 to 4 each day. Jason Smith, myself, and our pal Dave Damashek, 
And it's going to be basically like a fantasy football owner dream come true. Yeah, big round table. will be answering lot questions of from, from the crowd. I can't wait to meet the people and talk about fantasy football. It's what I live for. You're going to say, where, where are you, where'd you come from? I drove all the way from Boston, and you're going to say, ah, forget and it. And I'm Go also going to say at the beginning is, <laughs> all right, everybody, I want to show of hands. How many of you think Chris Johnson is going to last until the 19th overall pick in a 10-team ten, ten league? And you know how many hands you're going to see go up? Maybe yours, and that's it. Michael, well, no, because everybody's going to say, oh, Jason Smith, he knows what he's talking about. I'm going to raise my hand. Michael no, Fabiano say has no Smith feel for a draft has room. no clue what he's talking has about. No feel. But it, it, the, the, <laughs> the, the Chris Johnson thing, Fabs, it's about taking the better chance. All right, Arian Foster, if I'm going to take – you know me. I'll take a quarterback first anyway because I like quarterbacks. I like mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. He'd be the guy i take number one overall. You like Arian Foster. But obviously, you know Arian Foster's gone by the fourth or fifth pick. Is Chris Johnson definitely gone? No, I'll take that chance that he's maybe there because I know the other guys aren't going to be. He's gone. You've got to read the room, Fabs. Gone. That's your thing. Gone. You, you'd be a great gambler, technically, no, I but you would be. need me to tell I'm you about lousy. nuances. I you would t- be Tom Cruise and Rain Man. I would be Rain Man. Chris Johnson's not going to be there at the end of round <laughs> two. But. More big wide receiver talk and your calls coming up next. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, NFL Fantasy Live. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.